0: Welcome to the filet podcast This is Troy. And Byers. And we are here with another edition of Late Nights at Blockbuster. Well, we're probably the last podcast to celebrate the 40th anniversary of E.T. <laughs> we kept saying that we were going to do this over and over and over again. And since it came out during the summer, everybody probably was just like, Oh yeah, let's do it on the, annivers- the actual anniversary of E.T. But... Uh, we're here nonetheless, uh, because why not Steven Spielberg, always a cloud, a crowd pleaser. Um, so, uh, we're, we're going to go through this movie, uh, do our normal awards and, uh, and have some fun with it. So, um, obviously I already mentioned that it's directed by Steven Spielberg. We've got the screenplay by Melissa Matheson, who, uh, coincidentally is, uh, Harrison Ford's wife. Um, she wrote this. Steven Spielberg dictated this to Melissa Matheson while he was directing Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So she gets the screenplay credit. I don't know why Steven Spielberg does, because if I was just like, hey, write down my thoughts, I would hope that I would get a, a screenplay credit too. Right. <laughs> uh, but she she also did the BFG, which is another Spielberg movie, uh, The Indian in the Cavern, The Black Stallion, and uh, I'm always going to go with a Miyazaki movie. This is uh, Studio Ghibli. Um, she wrote Ponyo uh, with Miyazaki uh, on that, so that's one of one of uh, that's Everett's one of Everett's favorite movies. So, got to throw in some some Studio Ghibli when we can on the on the list. But a lot of uh, very kid friendly, family friendly movies in there. She's just got a a niche, and she's just like, yep, this is what I do. Every ten years, I make a kids movie. <laughs> Um, it's also produced by super producer Kathleen Kennedy. Um, obviously, big name from Star Wars um, and a lot of Spielbergs. Um, this was like her second movie after Poltergeist. So imagine just being like a, a new producer in Hollywood and like, yeah, I made Poltergeist and then uh, E.T. right back to back. Like, no wonder she's sticking around for a little while uh, uh, on the backs of all it's of that. It's not because of all her yeah. newer work on. Oh, I'm just, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, We've got a a pretty small and uh, kind of you would think that with a movie like this and how big it was that a lot of these people would go on to superstardom, but only one really does. Uh, We've got Henry Thomas. He plays Elliot, Uh, the mom uh, played by Mary. You hear her name a lot with just kids. They call her Mary a lot in this movie. Uh, Dee Wallace, who is also the mom in Cujo. Uh, Robert McNaughton um, is, plays the brother Michael, who has kind of carved out like a weird, long like career of just kind of just nothing roles, but nothing super, uh, super big um, compared to ET, obviously. P- Peter Coyote um, plays Keys. Who actually isn't referenced as Keys at all in this? He just jingles the keys, and so like he never has a name. That's his. That's his credit in in the. And and apparently they call him Keys in the um, novelization of ET. Okay, and then last but not least, we've got Drew Barrymore playing Gertie. Uh, We'll get to um, some more talk on her, I'm sure, uh, later. And then last but not least, we always have to mention him, the one, the only. The godfather john williams yes when it won an academy award for this uh, movie for best original score um and i think this is probably one of the bigger academy award um uh winner movies that we've done so far i mean obviously we've talked a lot about star wars and but um, and it's probably similar, so maybe I'm I'm messing up here. Uh, but they won obviously the best music, original score, uh, best effects, sound effects, editing, visual effects, and sound, which makes sense. It's a for its time, it was a big uh, uh, technical achievement. So, all right, let's jump into what do you love about this movie, Bars? Uh,
1: confession time. I'm not sure I love this movie. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> now, don't be wrong. It's this was like.
0: So when I asked you, hey, should we do E.T. for Late Nights at Blockbuster, you just were like, if I say no, Troy's going to judge me?
1: No, no, but it's E.T. So I mean, like, it's classic. So I'm like, we should definitely talk about this movie. It's not like I hate this movie. This movie freaked me out when we were kids. Okay. Like the whole scene where they like come. I couldn't even remember. It had been like 30 years since I'd watched this movie. I just avoided it because I just remember not liking it when I was a kid (laughs) because it freaked me out. And so I'm watching this time. And I'm going through, and it's like, why did this freak me out? And then they they have the scene where they like take over the house. Yeah, and I'm like, 100%. oh, there it is. That's yep. it. That's, That's it. Right the there. One. I was like yep. four years old, and I'm pretty sure it was on my friend Chris's house. And we were eating Cheerios. Like I have this like traumatized <laughs> like thing in my brain somewhere that is around ET somewhere. So it'll always kind of like this. I don't like ET. Um, I like ET just fine. And I really loved the ride at Universal, partially because it's the only thing I could get the rest of my family to ride at Universal <laughs> and that I would fit on at Universal. So it was enjoyable. Um, no, I mean, this is classic. And so it's certainly worth the the late nights at Blockbuster Treatment. I enjoyed watching it. But saying yeah. I love this movie is definitely a stretch because it scared the tar out of me when I was little. So
0: It's funny that you mentioned that. we We watched it probably... Five years ago, so uh, Xavier was about seven, and Everett was about four. Everett does not remember it, and of course, I didn't really expect him to. But right around the time that you were talking about, um, it's probably around the time that I watched it. Um, and but I remember all the the beginning and the end, but I do not remember the big like. I remember they had to make the clean room but I don't remember anything else inside of the house. <laughs> and I think that's because I just blocked it out because it was so traumatic as a little kid, right? It is yeah. it's a horrible scene. Yeah, and, and Xavier, like we, like, Laura and I were, like, getting prepped for it, and we're like, yeah, ET, yeah, that's a good one, okay, cool, let's watch this, we got popcorn ready, and we're sitting there we're watching it, and, like, as soon as, like, we'll get to it, of course, but, like, as soon as, like, the ET, like, getting sick stuff starts happening, like, Xavier's just, like, sobbing like why are you why making me watch this movie this is awful movie (laughs) and so we're like oh my gosh we we made a mistake we we did not remember this part so it makes me uh, laugh that like i blocked it out you remember it vividly and yeah some 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 good stuff to talk through along the way but i i love the the way that the mom reacts to the um the line that Elliot tells <laughs> his brother at the table whenever, the <laughs> whenever PG-13 they're getting into line reading that we're yeah, trying to avoid right yeah. now. Yeah, it's 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 a very. I, I argued with Buyers that it was scientific uh, <laughs> I in said, nature, I and said so you could let it out, so it'd be fine. fine. Um, but uh, the way the mom reacts to it is such. Like when you're a parent, you you quickly identify with it. You're just like, "Yep, that's exactly." How I would I would handle that? I would start laughing at something that was completely inappropriate, and then try to tell my my son, "You're not supposed to say that," but you're laughing. <laughs> I know I'm laughing, but stop saying that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely,
0: <laughs> yeah. The worst moments when your kid says something
1: you they shouldn't say, but it's actually funny, and yeah, can't be helped.
0: Yep. Uh I love uh Michael. He he plays the big brother to perfection both in a negative way and a positive way in this movie. And I didn't really get that too much. I, I didn't get to put that into my notes too much. And so I just wanted to drop that in here. Um this is a silly thing, but this movie has so much nostalgia in it. It's so hard not to like have nostalgia about it. But anytime that like I'm making a sink full of dishes and the water steams, like the hot water, like makes, I think of this movie. I know that that's ridiculous, but I think of this movie. I kind of loved the the Spielberg thing where he makes like the government guys, like the G-men all faceless, um, except um, once he kind of reveals keys, everybody else kind of becomes uh, like has faces. And then at the same time, it's just like, you should have kept them faceless because they look ridiculous. They're just a bunch of dudes with froze for the seventies. And then you're just like, now I know, like he wanted to keep all of this in suspense. It looks like a lot, a lot cooler when you can't see anybody's face. Um, it kind of kind of freaks you out as a kid. A yeah. Little a little more, more ominous right? that way. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah.
1: Keys is like scary until you see it then yep. <laughs> you get to. He shows you all of keys and you're like, well, now you're
0: not scary. It's like a door. <laughs> uh the last last but not least the roadblocks in this are just as effective as the dark knight rises did you have that in your notes (laughs) they set up this roadblock and then like et is just like oh i'm gonna just take off we're just gonna we're gonna take off from here so yeah
1: i think i didn't put this in there i think i read something though that originally they did have them pointing their guns or something like they did more in the roadblock yeah, and then somebody Spielberg or somebody didn't like it that they were like pointing guns at kids, like yeah. just thought it looked bad, so they like toned it down. to Its current state, I, I read think there some was stuff. at least some discussion. So yeah. I'm going to give it way more points than the Dark Knight Rises. Gotcha. Um, okay. <laughs> but I like the
0: comparison. There you go. All right, what's your what do you got for favorite scenes? I was really good. Look at this. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight. So, you have eight too. I have eight. <laughs>
1: nice. All right. I'm excited. Maybe we have the same eight. Let's do this. Um, Reese's Pieces, right?
0: Luring him I into have the, the house. D- I have the D and D game with the little brother, desperate to play. Of course, right before do. that, because I do, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. You have to. You have. But to. yes, I, I had to go buy Reese's Pieces. Like I was at the store, like later on the same day, and was like, ooh. Reese's Pieces like I had to buy some
0: it's like a Pavlovian response like you see them and you can like taste the peanut butter in your mouth and you're just like I'm why is my mouth salivating right now yeah
1: which which just to tramp on my later research about nerd stuff here uh, M&Ms were originally gonna be used and the Mars company refused to give them permission because they thought ET was gonna freak kids out so they used Reese's Pieces instead
0: I mean have you seen et like it, i'm really I surprised really them. <laughs> i can't i'm surprised that et didn't freak kids out right yeah.
1: i can't necessarily blame them yeah but still like would reese's pieces exist today if they hadn't shown up in E.T.? like
0: nice yep. i'm not
1: sure i'm not sure i'll now they would because reese's does all kinds of weird stuff so reese's pieces would be nothing but anyway yeah. that whole scene like luring him in getting him into the house and up the stairs um and the two of them just kind of starting to connect, him and Elliot. Mm-hmm. I really liked, so that was my first. Yeah.
0: one. Yeah, I had. I right right after that. Um, I loved that he uh, he he was such a kid that just can like downloading all of his knowledge about the world, like teaching ET about Earth through like his Star Wars toys, and like and there's this guy, and there's this guy, and there's this guy, and there's this guy, and then like. <laughs> like exactly how i would have done that uh yeah it was it was good
1: yeah i would have shown et my star wars toys too that's all i did we we had we had like high school kids at our house all the time for lunch like we did a free lunch because we had open campus and my dad was a youth pastor and so like I just thought they all came to see me, of course, because I'm just like a four year old, like hanging out. the house. Like, yeah, you guys are here for me. I mean, you got food, too, but you really want to see me. So I just like bring my toys out to show the high school kids like this is what you wanted to see. Yeah, this is what you want to know
0: in my Darth Vader case.
1: I wish I wish I had a Darth Vader case. (laughs) I had a friend with a Darth Vader case. I was jealous.
0: What was your next one? My next one after that was introducing E.T. to Michael and Gertie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah gertie
1: gertie screaming knocking things off the wall like and is it
0: mom in the house i have lots of thoughts on yes that we get to yes
1: yeah um yeah i love it meeting the siblings though it was it was fantastic
0: especially michael's face during it like <laughs> he's just he's he does a really good job he's a very convincing actor in this which is why it was interesting to see like that because he was so much older already, you know that he didn't really go on to to much, but he he does a really good job. Gertie's just kind of like freaked out and just kind of then along for the ride, um, you know. <laughs> uh, so I, I really liked that one. That one's probably the the one that gets the most run in like just clips and stuff like that, and probably a lot of people's thought process about ET that after after the Reese's pieces, right?
1: There's just lots of, like, we could probably have, like, a 10-minute conversation on iconic moments from this movie. I mean, that's why we had to do this, is because there's so many good little memorable things. They're just, you know, all around this traumatic moment for me as a four-year-old watching people storm the house, apparently. So, spoiler, that one's not on my list.
0: (laughs) If we ever do Gremlins, I'll join you on the traumatic moment <laughs> as a kid. Like, I still remember, like, sitting out on my front porch in Wichita, Kansas, like, bawling my eyes out, like, and my parents comforting me, saying, like, it's okay that Gremlins was all right, <laughs> because that movie freaked me out. So, there we go.
1: Yeah. Wasn't a big Gremlins fan either. So, yeah. I think I think we're safe. We don't have to yeah. relive
0: that trauma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you have after that?
1: Uh... Drunk E.T. Yes. <laughs> it's so fun. And like you start getting and, and especially because Elliot's got all the stuff with the yep. frogs and then kissing the girl. It's just, yeah, fantastic.
0: Yeah. He's he's figuring out English at the same time, watching movies, like using the speak and spell. And then uh, and then right after that, like they come home. And and he tells them uh, like you have the ET phone home scene, kind of really tight. I mean, you could split those up if you want to, but I kind of I kind of slammed them all together because it's yeah. about a it's about a five minutes. So, oh,
1: yeah, because that's when Gertie's teaching him to talk and dressing him up. Yeah. too, right.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go get <laughs> Elliot. He knows how to tug. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mom is so good. Right, just so typical. So I, I have this fun note. When when Gertie dresses him up, by the way, um, I, we've talked about this. I've watched Gilmore Girls a lot at my house, and when 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 Et's walking around dressed like that, he looks like Sally Struthers, who's Babette on Gilmore Girls. He just does. Just go look it up. Put them <laughs> side by side on your screen. Oh my gosh! Just, especially the way they walk. There's just a lot of similarities there. I'm just saying. I saw Babette from Gilmore Girls when Et's
0: <laughs> bopping along, <laughs> bopping along. <laughs> Uh, the next one I had was Halloween, which yep. is an excellent scene. Um, and they like during the Halloween like escape is essentially for him to to phone home and see if he can he can make contact. But the Halloween, like the nods to Star Wars and Yoda and stuff like oh, that is oh. so, yeah. <laughs> really cool. Yep.
1: My I had that one, too. My favorite part of that whole thing, though, is when he falls over at the camera flash when mom takes a picture and he, <laughs> <laughs> he just tumble. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they there's a little bit of... Uh, I didn't understand why the, the kids were like freaked out by their mom in the cat costume until I was older. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I'd probably be a little bit like my, my divorcee mom is like, <laughs> <laughs> <"Rear!"> <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? Kitty uh, wants some candy.
1: <laughs> Sorry. The, I mean, the flying bike. Which yeah. will obviously come up later um, in iconic moments because when Spielberg makes it his logo for producing things on Emblem Entertainment, I'd say that's pretty iconic.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's just that, cool. That happens the first time whenever he, like during the Halloween yeah. uh, ride, right? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That first time, especially, I really like that one, which is yep. him and Elliot is just really cool. So I had that next. Um, but like you said, that is really kind of part of the, the Halloween stuff. Um, so the next one I have, once we get past Halloween, is just escaping with E.T. Um, yes. The big we shoot are, out of the back we of the car. Are right there. Yep. The <laughs> um, Mikey driving and stuff is just great. That'll come up a couple times in quotes. Yep. Um, and then the bike chase, even though, like we said, it's got some bad dark night roadblock moments. But
0: yeah. at least they're kids.
1: Like, no one wants to shoot them.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And then the last one I have is uh, saying goodbye. Yep. Um from the family with uh with E.T. obviously him getting on the uh on the spaceship to go home uh is uh man, efficiency. Efficiency boom, boom, tonight, boom. folks. All right. What do you what do you got as your favorite scene? I think
1: drunk E. T. It's just it's so funny.
0: It's so good. <laughs> Especially because it's not drunk. Just drunk. Et is drunk. No, Elliot too. Drunk because Elliot, yeah. they, you you start to see that like that they're they're sharing the same uh, uh, the same experience. So uh, that's <laughs> what does that say about us? What your, what's your favorite part of Et? Oh, when he's drunk and Elliot drunk, drunk too. Oh, <laughs> well. oh goodness. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's move on to Drax award before we get into any more trouble. Uh, I, I found that this was a pretty like sparse set of, uh, I mean, the, the ones that are the quotes of the movie are iconic, like you said. Um, so, but when you, when you just kind of look at them on the on the paper, you're just like, is that it? Is that it? So I've got a I've, I've got a few, um, there's got got some long exchanges. stretches where there's just yeah. not a
1: lot of dialogue yeah. even like especially yep. early on before
0: ET's that's, talking like that's what I was going to say is very it's a very cool suspenseful Spielberg movie like he's got you on the edge of his seat just by visuals yeah. and he's just like I mean that's why he's one of the the greatest uh American directors you know I mean he's he's got that ability to just Take you through a movie without, like, if you were to look at this screenplay, I'm sure that it's probably one of the smaller screen pit screenplays. It's not like a David Mamet film where it's just like a play, you know, where it's yeah. just like you can't you can't sit there and just kind of say, "Oh, here's the 40 lines of dialogue you're going to see before we <laughs> change another scene." He's he's doing the the next thing. So, all right, what do you got? Let's run these off. Um,
1: I really love uh, Michael talking to Elliot about like what he thinks he saw. And and Gertie is like echoing. I love Gertie in this one. It's like Michael's yeah. like maybe it was you know how they say it, alligators in the sewers, and she goes alligators in the sewers. You know maybe it was a pervert, deformed kid or something, a deformed kid. <laughs> maybe an elf or a leprechaun, and then there's a the retort.
0: <laughs> I love uh, if we're gonna stick with exchanges before we get to the really one the quick one liners. Um, Elliot um, is talking with Greg. Uh, it's like whenever they're talking with uh, Michael's uh, group of friends and him and Greg don't get along. There's like a scene earlier where they're yelling at each other and Elliot says, he's a man from outer space and we're taking him to his spaceship. And then Greg goes, well, can't he just beam up? And Elliot says, this is reality, Greg. <laughs> like as if there wasn't like an alien in his, like the basket of his uh, of his bike just now. Yeah.
1: Elliot and Gertie talking. And he's telling you can't tell, not even mom. And Gertie goes, "Why not? Because because uh, because grown-ups can't see him. Only little kids can see him." And Gertie just goes, "Give me a break! Like, <laughs> can't convince your little sister of this one,
0: right?" Uh, I read somewhere that uh, that was uh, an improv by uh, uh, by Drew Barrymore, uh, and uh, Steven Spielberg thought that it was so great that he just kept it in because it is great.
1: Yeah, it is great. I have some good mom and Gertie ones. What are you doing, Gertie? I'm going to play in Elliot's room. Okay, don't let them torture you. <laughs> and she goes, "I won't marry." Like there it is.
0: Like, like right ones. the the Mary stuff. Like especially Gertie. Gertie calls her Mary all like, the time. Yeah. Gertie's
1: what like five or six. Like calling her mom Mary.
0: I would say like four. It's yeah. like because she's not at school. She's oh, in like true. preschool. Yeah. Like when like mom four. picks her up. Yeah. So yeah. Elliot is obviously the the biggest one. You have to say it like that. Yeah, Scrubs even makes fun of it because <laughs> one of their characters is Elliot. Yeah, I've heard of that. Heard it, heard it my whole life. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Um when Elliot's out there and E.T. comes back and he he's trying to be quiet. So he's whispering and it's just it's it was really fun with the subtitles on too. Because mm, mm-hmm. the first one he just says M. Like he doesn't even get it. It's like mm-hmm. mom michael mom like it's like so quiet like no one is possibly gonna like they told him like just yell if you hear anything or something like
0: (laughs) it's like barely audible they're trying to figure out what et is and gertie goes is he a pig because he eats like one
1: (laughs) Had that one too
0: um
1: gertie and and mom or mary again this one i love this one because gertie goes here he is and mary goes here's who and then she opens the fridge door and knocks et over with it and gertie goes the man from the moon but i think you've killed him already
0: <laughs> uh i think this might be the last gertie one but i, I could be proven wrong um when uh et come and says something to elliot i can't remember what his first word was to him and he goes i taught him to talk he can talk now <laughs> like
1: so self-satisfied
0: yeah just like yep him. totally did it because he's watching the sesame street with her yeah
1: um when they're taking off with et escaping i forget what happens in that exact moment and but elliot yells at michael or something and he's like i've never driven forwards before
0: <laughs> especially as we see what he does driving backwards oh my, oh my gosh <laughs> Almost like sitting there looking at Xavier going like, you're never going to drive, never going to let you drive. Although I would never let my kid back my car out. Like if I lived in that, that kind of a situation with the, with the driveway there. So, uh-uh. uh, ET, ET, ET be good. <laughs> like, when he's like really <laughs> showing off that, uh, he knows his name. He knows how to talk. Yeah. That was, that was good.
1: Um, don't let i have one more left it's it's classic
0: yep et phone home you don't have ouch ouch (laughs) when michael has like the knife through his head and he's got like the the ghost sheet on and he's like poking his finger up like the glowing finger and we're just like no dude like you're supposed to try to be gertie here Uh, (laughs) all right which one's your favorite
1: i really love when Gertie's like it's the man from the moon but i think you've killed him already that one i don't know he yeah. killed me it was mostly anytime et fell over or got knocked over i was cracking up pretty good I, yeah like it was it was good stuff
0: i forgot that i had one uh that is very very for our podcast uh elliot tells his brother i have absolute power say it <laughs> and then his brother like says it like in yoda's voice oh you have absolute power and, like yeah good stuff uh mine would be i think it's it's got to be um et phone home i'm gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna go iconic you're I'm gonna be a dork I'm gonna you're be loud. a dork it's on brand. all right it is on brand <laughs> <laughs> such a jerk <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to Recognize My Face. My face is here. Recognize, it. recognize my face. Did you well, have anybody? I
1: had I had a few. So uh, Dee Wallace um, does a lot of early 80s movie stuff. You know, she's in this. She's in Critters and like you mentioned, Cujo. And seriously, like every TV crime drama ever. Right. I mean like ever. She has 268 IMBD credits. Jeez. Um, she averaged. I did the math. She's averaged six credits a year for 46 years. Jeez. Like she's in everything um, at some point, it feels like.
0: She's from Kansas City.
1: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had her down, and then a, I have a C. Thomas Howell down, but that's really more recognize my name, not really the face. Or exactly I recognize his face. Yeah, like, well,
0: he was in a bunch of stuff. We talked about him in the, po- in the Spider-Man pod yeah uh, the uh, Andrew Garfield one so. yeah
1: um, and actually Deborah Winger makes a appearance in here I read which was more not that I really recognized it but when I went through the credits I'm like what
0: recognize my credits
1: yeah exactly <laughs> she's the lady dressed as a zombie nurse that's carrying the poodle yep. on Halloween which. Supposedly, it was just a favor for Spielberg that she just like popped in and did something in the movie.
0: So. Yeah, it was right after. If you want to see it, if you're a big Deborah Winger fan for some reason, because you really love terms of endearment. terms of endearment. <laughs> I love that we we pulled the same one Deborah Winger movie. That's all we uh, got. Right? Was she in the Natural? Mm. No, that was Glenn Close and Kim Basinger. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Nah, I always get Deborah Winger and Barbara Hershey mixed up. I thought that she was the one in Hoosiers, and then I, I was like, oh no, that's Barbara Hershey. Anyway, um, if you want to see where the scene that Virus is talking about, it's right after Yoda. Like, yeah. He turns back around, and he, you see her through the the hole in the sheet um, of the ghost costume. So,
1: Do you didn't have any? You didn't have any recognize my face?
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I had see Thomas Howe. I was oh, okay. agreeing with you. I, I did not. I realize now that I did not uh, tell you. I also had C. Thomas Howe. <laughs> Stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> I'm going to say that every time C. Thomas Howe shows up in any movie that we do. Okay. Who beefed? Does it well, hold up?
1: It is undeniably 80s, like early 80s. And, 100%. I mean, you can feel it, which, yep. hey, it's okay. It's classic. It's 40 years old. That's why we're doing the podcast about it. Um, but, I mean, you feel it when you watch it through a lot of parts of it um which isn't always great but it was all right yeah so i mean other than that it held up i mean it still was classic it was still fun to watch all those good scenes um that i had forgotten and only remembered the traumatic one so it was nice to have some positive memories of uh
0: of et now (laughs) no absolutely and um like especially like the 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 California, like, in the background, like, the big city in the background, like, stuff and the flashlights at the beginning, <laughs> that stuff is super hokey. But one of the things that I had with Does It Hold Up, I think that you're going to probably be a little bit harsh on uh, Dee Wallace, but, like, this was the 80s. Uh, <laughs> like, kids were, especially with single bombs, were latchkey kids, and they definitely stayed home by themselves when they were sick. Um but some of the criticisms that you are and have already started do seem fair. Like <laughs> you're in the house. <laughs> like w- what's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. If it was just latchkey moments, like mom's not there. Right. It's
1: excusable. Like single mom, yeah. you got to be at work. You can't be right all the time. But when she's in the house and not paying attention, she's killing me. But I mean, honestly, is there a single 80s movie with parents that actually have a clue?
0: No, absolutely not.
1: Right. Like yeah. that was just that's what parents were. They might as well have been Charlie Brown parents half the time right. in eighties movies. Like that was just the theme of the day. Huh. it all led to home alone. That was like the pinnacle of that <laughs>
0: <adult>. <laughs> All right. Uh least favorite scene. What do you have?
1: Well, I mean, it's the astronaut suit people coming into the house. Yeah, it, it was 100%. dramatic, it's terrifying, it's like yep. not even close. Yep. Um and not, not just I mean, it was traumatizing and scary as a little kid watching it, but it also just doesn't really it makes make all that much sense. Like, I mean, first off, why are they even dressed like this? Like, it just makes no sense. What mm-hmm. they, no sen- but more, they just, like, storm the house without speaking. Like, it makes it way scarier. I get that. But like, also, like, it just makes zero sense. Like, why would you not talk? Like, they're just storming the house that a bunch of kids are in, yeah. by the way. Like, way to go, feds. Let's just, like, tear up this house without speaking, <laughs> without saying a word. No, like, knock on the door. Turn over the alien. Like, nothing. Just, just bum rush the house like a bunch of crazy people.
0: I feel like uh, the can't remember who the director of Christmas Vacation was uh, off the top of my head, but he was definitely like, "Ooh, I really like that ET scene. We should do that with the cops." I see
1: your ET scene, and I race you. but in christmas vacation it's done purely to be like comedic effect right let's be over the top and ridiculous (laughs) and this is just scary (laughs) oh so yeah that's the clear least favorite saint winner
0: i have that one and i also have um this is my indictment on the the like middle middle towards the end um is where et dies like in quotation marks uh, all of that stuff. I'm just like, man, this movie grinds to a halt and just kind of like I get it. it it's you're you have to have some reason and have kind of some uh, like conflict and and resolution uh but it's just weird no, no wonder i i forgot like what it was like <laughs> or what that part of the movie was like as a kid it was just like yeah i hate that part let's get to the part and let, at the end let's fast he forward to the end he, says, yeah. he gets drunk
1: <laughs> Ooh, and then they go home and they fly on bikes like, right that's all
0: <laughs> unless my parents were just like oh this part doesn't exist fast forward <laughs> Uh, who knew that this yeah. was going to be such a, uh, a, uh, childhood drama, uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you were to edit the, uh, the movie, what would you remove? I think we're both in agreement. Space food part was completely unnecessary.
1: Yeah. Way too much. Um, it's too much.
0: We can still get to the, like G-Men subplot and like kind of, we could probably make it a little bit faster, pick up some of the pace, you yeah. know? Like it's it's about an hour and fifty minutes if I'm not mistaken. I
1: think so. It was under and, two for sure.
0: Yeah, and so you can get it to a nice tidy like ninety minutes by uh, just kind of really cutting some of that stuff. But that's that's of course stuff that Spielberg loves. You know, he probably thought he and Melissa Matheson were probably like, yeah, this is awesome, like and. I don't know. Maybe some other people really love that part, and I'm just being a weirdo. Yeah, it's 155 an hour, 55. So.
1: Now he was uh, still trying to dictate to her, but he went to the bathroom and took a call. So he was actually talking about a different movie, and she wrote it down for this movie, and they couldn't right. remember afterwards. <laughs> oh, this... oh, sorry. This was in like 1980. There was no cell phones. Never mind. Right. That didn't happen.
0: Okay. Uh, plot holes and quibbles. I'm surprised that I didn't have many. Maybe I would just kind of turned my brain off and went oh. nostalgia mode I mean, on
1: this. We already talked about the Dark Knight Rises uh, roadblock scene. Yep. Um, we didn't mention, like, there's not only do they not use the guns, there's like a 10-foot gap between the cars. Like, you could drive a car through the roadblock if you want. It's a huge gap. Right. Um, and so part of me wonders, like, why the bikes actually have to fly during that section. Like, they're getting away anyway. Yeah. Like, you could have pulled those cars up close because they're going to fly over them, but... Yeah. I'm sure that's because in reality there was something there that we can't see now some special effects stuff or something but
0: yeah
1: um is there actually a bad guy in this movie
0: when the, you really the, get the down government to it? the government is the bad of, guy. But even
1: like you know keys yeah is it really a bad guy in the end like, right so and generally. they were really
0: truly trying to save et i mean yeah. they could have just let him die yeah, yeah. um I know that it makes the scene
1: work with the frogs, but what kind of school,
0: right? Makes this is legit. euthanize
1: the frogs with chloroform.
0: Like you're gonna sit here and watch your dog or your your, your frog die? <laughs>
1: yeah, what is that about? Like
0: uh, I I'm didn't remember, remember that either. Yeah.
1: yeah, I like I watched this uh, like during the day and like was picking up my kids or something and so i'm telling my daughter about this scene <laughs> she had to she had to dissect um it wasn't a frog i forgot what they dissected last year and she like hated it like hated dissecting and like somehow that came up and i was like hey at least it's not et you didn't have to right. kill the animals first <laughs> before you carved it up like your kid and, and not to mention they give a bunch of kids chloroform and let them do it that, like it's not even like oh the, my, like
0: all like those kids. kids are passed out. Like they're they
1: there's they're like one kid stop. dying a year at least in this class.
0: <laughs> some Here you go Johnny, not- do you want some chloroform?
1: <laughs> we got kids now that like pop Tide pods in their mouth. How many oh kids are be gosh. doing the chloroform challenge? Yeah.
0: Oh, if it does this to the frogs, what will it do to us?
1: Yeah. I'm way bigger than the frog. I'll be fine. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, I've got the uh, the very beginning. Uh, Michael's friends are like, "Hey, uh, ask the or go get the go get the pizza." And then one of the friends is like, "Oh, hey, tell him not to put any of those little fishies on it. You already ordered the pizza, and you're telling him to go get the, the guy, like, give the guy, the, the delivery guy, the money, and get the pizza. Like, don't talk about your order like after you've already ordered. Like, this is this is stupid."
1: Yeah. Well, those friends aren't the brightest either. That's true. That's all right. Yeah. I kind of want to know what's wrong with E.T.'s people at the beginning. Like, when they leave him, I mean, like, I know they're kind of getting bound out, but not really. Right. And they still see your ship take off. So what's, like, five more seconds to wait for, like, you just bailed and leave E.T. here? Right. It's Kind of messed up.
0: Uh, can I tell you something that completely blew my mind as I was doing research? I'm using research in quotes like <laughs> for for this podcast. So so I stumbled across this like if if Et can like make the bike levitate, can he just make himself levitate and like go up into the spaceship at the beginning of the movie? Like there's no movie now. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yes, yes, you can, but uh, that's not what we're here for, but yeah. That's the biggest plot hole in this,
1: right? Is that the movie should be three minutes long? <laughs> hey, there's this alien, and he almost didn't make it back to the ship, but he did.
0: Like, kid slowly. finds Coyote in shed after putting Reese's <laughs> Pieces, like, on the ground. <laughs> Sorry. It's turned into a horror flick,
1: and right? getting eaten by the coyote. Uh, so this is a very different yeah.
0: movie. Right. Uh, did you have any others? yes i did okay
1: what kid knows the word
0: lobotomy yeah that was a little but but i guess because michael i mean michael michael talking about perverts and um deformed kids (laughs) and like some weird stuff i think he might be bringing a little bit of uh of that type of stuff into uh uh elliot's life a little bit too early for him but fair point fair point uh mary's just so chill about the beer cans on the ground with with just kids in the house (laughs) like like dad's not there like she's just like oh man maybe i was on a bender last night and like just forgot to clean up after myself
1: oh that elliot he must have had a rough day at school Like,
0: like she's and i get it she's probably like that's that's what i'm gonna say like spielberg and matheson kind of explain away like mary's in shock her husband left her for another woman and she's just kind of like floating through and trying to like do her best as a single mom but like no single mom in her right mind would be like most of the other stuff i'll forgive but the beer cans on the floor was just kind of like really we're not going to make a big deal about this yeah (laughs) that's all that's a good one all right uh breakout performance Eh?
1: Henry Thomas, right? A little, maybe?
0: <laughs> little bit, right? That's so it. do you remember
1: the the classic mean Joe Green Coca-Cola commercial with the kid? Yep. Yeah. Apparently they turned that into an entire movie.
0: <laughs> and he's the kid <laughs> in the movie. The Steeler and the Pittsburgh Kid. Oh my goodness. That's it literally funny. says
1: it's based on the Coca-Cola commercial.
0: Yeah. I don't...
1: I don't I don't think this qualifies as breakout.
0: I don't think this qualifies as breakout either. Okay. Here's my to make sure that the category has somebody. Um I'm gonna be a cheater and I'm gonna put Drew Barrymore at Before They Were Stars and Breakout Performance. <laughs> she gets both. She gets both? <laughs> like because it's like a mini breakout. After this, she does Firestarter, the Stephen King movie. Yeah, she, she does um, Irreconcilable Differences, which is, is another like um, it's a Nancy Myers movie about um, divorce, obviously, Ryan O'Neill and Shelley Long. And then, I mean, clearly, it's the TV movie
1: of Babes in Toyland. That's what I was just gonna about. say, it's
0: Babes in Toyland with uh, Keanu Reeves. That's Keanu, yes. <laughs>
1: It's actually a really disturbing IMBD list because you go from like, oh, she's Gertie, and then eventually you get to like, oh, she's in Poison Ivy. Wait, Poison Poison, Ivy, yeah.
0: There's some weird stuff in there that I was going to skip over, but you went right for it. (laughs) The Amy Fisher story.
1: (laughs) Her, Her amazing role in Batman Forever, where she's the random half of Two Faces stuff with the annoying little poodle. She gets a credit for Scream, but she's only in it for like a minute and a half. Right,
0: yeah. I don't see. I think
1: the, I'm not sure the breakout comes to a wedding singer.
0: When you really look through the list, when you really look through the list, yeah.
1: But it is, it's kind of like, oh, it's Drew Barrymore, and then she kind of right, like has to you know grow up and not be right. Five I years think old that's anymore. everybody
0: just re- yeah. Everybody remembers her as E. T. as Gertie, right? And yeah. then and then it just kind of like pops back. She pops back up like into the limelight it is one of the basically I wanted to talk about how Drew Barrymore has the weirdest career that you've ever seen in your life. Like like most of the time, like people like if they're going to flame out after being like a, uh, a child star, they flame out pretty spectacularly or they just kind of slink into the limelight or they, they kind of slink into the background, right? They just kind of do like what D wall you were talking about with D wallace. She's just like in a bunch of little like crime dramas every year. Like if that's what she settled into, like that probably would make sense. Um, but then she like turns into like a mega movie star. Like yeah, it it just seems just so out of left field. You know, it's like two careers. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Wedding. So after wedding singer, you've got Ever After, which um, is a big. Women of our age love that movie. <laughs> Did you like how I, I navigated that very carefully? Very carefully. Um, and then Never Been Kissed was like another huge one. Uh, she's uh, Titan A.E. was supposed to be like a big um, animated movie uh, um, that uh, her and Matt Damon did that just bombed big time. Charlie's Angels was a was a very successful movie, but I thought it was awful. Um, and she did like three of those. And then she settles into like the... Um, the rom-com like Duplex with Ben Stiller, Fifty First Dates, Fever Pitch with Jimmy uh, Fallon, Music and Lyrics with uh, uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Okay, I, I love Fifty First Dates and Music and Lyrics. Like those, like uh, I just Music and Lyrics probably doesn't make any sense, but I just, I just like Laurie and I love that movie. Every once in a while, we're just like feel like I'm in the mood for music and lyrics. We'll just find it. We don't actually own it. It's just we find it somewhere, you know, and watch it. She just kind of fades out of existence. She's got her own, like, oh, Santa Clarita Diet was probably the last, like, TV show that she really actually did. And that was kind of a more of a cult thing on Netflix. She actually starts doing, like, a lot of producing and that kind of stuff. She has her own, like, daytime show now too right huh really i saw something on facebook where uh she was doing. yeah the drew barrymore show yeah 2020 to present there you go yeah very weird definitely iconic moment
1: which one i know <laughs> right i mean flying on the bike wins like a like, shot it, like, over the, in front of the moon right is mm-hmm. like one of the most iconic in any movie ever i mean right that's a shot that people who have never seen et can go yeah. oh that's from et uh, but i mean yeah. reese's pieces are pretty iconic ET right. dressed as a girl pretty iconic yes.
0: um him yep. hiding
1: in the stuffed animals that's a pretty iconic shot too yes. like all the stuffed animals in his face like all those things yep. any other movie we'd have those would win
0: but yeah. And then like touching finger, like the the ouch, the glowing finger, yeah. and then the glowing like chest. Like, yeah. Yep. 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 But you're right. If we're gonna go through all of those, we know that the bike wins. It wins. Yep. Uh did you have uh, anybody for the Jim Carrey Absolute Power Emperor Palpatine over actor award? <laughs>
1: um it's a competition. Um Gertie, some of the screaming is downright epic. Like yeah. And you can tell like she's like the child actor where they're just like, all right, scream as loud as you can for as long as you can right now. (laughs) And she screams for like a full minute. Um, And D. Wallace, some of the mom meltdowns are pretty epic, too. They're out there. She's really going for it. So
0: I probably should have gone with D. Wallace. But I had Henry Thomas when he's crying over the box. It's meant to be like overly dramatic. And he's like trying to sell it. But for some reason, that one stuck out to me. But I think you're right that the D. Wallace wins. Uh, she's definitely uh, overselling some of the stuff that she's and and she doesn't really have a whole lot. So she's trying to like be like, "All right, I'm in this movie. Right. Let's let's you do gotta, this. Like, give me some, some stuff." real quick. Yeah. Right <laughs> All right, technical cinematography nerd stuff. We just talked about some of the iconic moments. Um, so it's hard not to uh not to do that and rehash that here because sometimes what we do is we like to talk about our favorite shots here that aren't necessarily iconic moments but you get to cheat and do that with this on et (laughs) because it actually is yeah (laughs) absolutely no the 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 only thing from this I, i i just said all of spielberg's best moves have been ripped off so many times that it's just become like normal filmmaking like, if you, if you look at this movie from the lens of, like, 1982 and just how everything, like, especially, like, that first scene, just the the music and the way all the cars rush in and all of these things, like, he's just building this, like, great suspense and this tension, and you're just, like that's how every movie probably starts now but it didn't back like in the day so like and now and and once you kind of dissect some of that you understand why he's like one of if not the most uh influential directors yeah
1: absolutely um so one thing I did read this was really cool uh Williams although he's great was actually having trouble with the score for the end of the movie so Spielberg told him to just conduct without the movie and then re-edited parts of the end of the movie to fit the music. Mm. Like
0: he did it backwards. Just because yeah. Williams was having some trouble. Oh, and he's like, I know that you're awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do you this solid. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is after two Star Wars movies and Indiana right. Jones. Like they're already Jaws has already Jaws. done by this point. Yep. Yeah. We've got like yep. five at least that we can think of off the top of our heads that they've already done together. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we've talked about Williams a lot already, but what was your favorite song or score moment?
1: Um, when he makes the solar system fly. Yeah. And some music kicks in that. that mm-hmm. I really liked that one. Uh, I mean, when the bikes fly is really great too, but if I'm thinking something else,
0: it, I um, was going to say, it's hard not to just keep going back to that, to the well with that. Um, I had the, the the second time where it swells whenever you think et is dying he kind of does like a variation on the theme um um, as the as the um casket for lack of a better term the box is closing um there's a a really good variation on the on the the theme that's prevalent throughout there that was that was good
1: it's also it's not the best moment but it's a cool moment there's and I had to read this and then I went back and listened, and you could hear it. There's a snippet, a little bit of Yoda's theme during the scene where you've seen Yoda at Halloween. <laughs> like Williams just throws in a little bit of Yoda's theme from Empire. That's awesome. In there, so.
0: All right. I've got a lot for spiritual metaphors and illustrations. I hope Good. you do too.
1: <laughs> I only wrote down one thing. I was lazy on this one, I guess. I, I was just like, CET, I was scared by it. Um, okay. But I, I just, laying down your life for one's friends, like just the yeah. way Elliot and E.T. both show this one for each other, like that they're willing to to sacrifice for each other um, is, is so huge. Like their bond yeah. and their friendship, like the love that forms there so quickly um, and that they're willing to do whatever for each other is, is really cool. It's a good picture.
0: Yeah, I, I, I kind of went similar in my first one and then I kind of added some more to it, like the connection that we're supposed to have to the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, is similar to that like the that Elliot and ET have like what grieves them should grieve us and what makes them happy should make us happy as well like just that that connection that they had there was just something that kind of spoke to me in that like obviously we're not going to be drunk on the Holy Spirit (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to make you laugh sorry um are we supposed to be drunk on the Holy Spirit? Paul like, says to be filled yeah, with it right, instead to, of to being be filled drunk, with so. it. Yeah, so that's what happened. So whenever your kids ask, was, was Elliot drunk? No. <laughs> I'm um, so
1: using that scene now to talk about right. the Holy Spirit for a sermon right there. This is what it looks like, folks, <laughs> to be filled with the Spirit. <laughs> oh. Yeah. singular spirit not multiple right. not, not plural not spirit right spirit oh
0: sorry so i'll I'll admit that that was that was a little bit of a stretch but it was something that kind of like caught my eye um but the big one is uh people have argued that this movie is allegorical so et is first found in a shed uh, kind of a stretch not necessarily a uh, uh, a manger he gathers disciples he supernaturally heals people he dies and is his res- and is resurrected, and in the end, he's taken up to into the heavens. Done. Like um. <laughs> the big thing is, is that Spielberg and his family are like devout uh, Jews, and so he was like, absolutely not. Like my mom would kill me if I made an allegory about <laughs> about Jesus <That's>... being. <laughs> so. Uh, a lot of people he's like that's that's cool that people read that into there but that was 100 percent not intentional so what did you what do you think of that did you did you catch that I, at all i love it though I love right it. it's awesome <laughs> um the last one they have is, which is totally not like i didn't realize especially because um i was a very little kid whenever i was watching this but this is him and, and the, the divorce stuff just went completely over my head like as a little kid and I didn't really like go back to it a lot as an older kid um, I, because I just wore it out as a young kid. Um, but like his lesson was like, like people are going to leave you. Like people that love you are going to leave you. Like his dad left him. Like uh, Spielberg is a child of divorce as well. And so um, uh, we should look at that the same way that God has people in our lives at certain times to help us. And while it's sad that people move away, pass away, um, or just kind of fall in and out of our lives, we should still look to God as our help in those times. And he'll provide people to fill those areas of whether it be a parent that passes away or, or friends or co-workers or things like that. We should trust that either he's going to fill that void uh, or he's going to bring new people into our lives rather than dwelling on those things. So
1: thanks. You kicked my butt
0: at spiritual metaphors. Boom, knighted. On me. <laughs> the first and the last time that's not gonna the last. happen. And not All the right. first. Yeah, is this the first time someone uses d bag in in cinema history? <laughs> I did actual research on that because <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, no, there's a d bag right there. <laughs> and did you find an answer uh it, it's my 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 results were inconclusive i'm gonna say i'm gonna say yes <laughs> certainly in a kid's movie <laughs> certainly in a kid's movie i was just like <laughs> we got tons of pop culture references oh i'm sorry i moved on to random thoughts when i moved no. into that question yeah. so okay um we got tons of pop culture references in here we've got elbus costello we've got star wars and Yoda dnd even though we don't mention dnd by name everybody kind of knows um what's going on there space invaders twilight zone peter pan i'm gonna throw a speaking spell in there like that's a that's pop, a pop culture pop culture right for Absolutely. sure did you have a speaking spell we had one yeah we did yeah there was were three awesome. of you see i was i
1: was it was just yeah, me. So, yeah. <laughs> I love with the Star Wars toys, by the way, that he has none of the main characters. Like, he's got, like, yeah. Boba Fett and Greedo and, like, all these cantina villains that totally have retcon names now. Because no offense, right. George Lucas, they didn't have names in 1992.
0: Nope. Now, I was just like, like, oh, I, was like so I know awesome. that guy's name. And yeah. then I was like, oh, yeah, back then we 100% didn't have that name. Hammerhead, no. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> right. But it, there's no Luke. There's no Leia, Chewie, right. on. Like, dude. What, what's with the, like, low-budget, like, second-rate Star Wars toys, Mom? Where, where are the good toys?
0: Elliot was just one of those dudes that was like, I'm not mainstream. Like, <laughs> I uh, thought
1: Michael just had all the good toys, and these are the ones he let Elliot have. Okay, right? The, there the you older go. brothers nope. kept all the good ones. Like, that,
0: that is 100% what the you answer is. You can have is. Lando and Greedo. <laughs> Except he didn't. He didn't recognize that Boba Fett was going to be, like, super cool for a really long time. He just kind of gave him that stuff, so... So you mentioned uh, Yoda showing up in the Halloween scene um, as a Star Wars nerds. know, Lucas returns the favor in Phantom Menace. He uh, he throws them into the Galactic Senate seat. Um, so if you look at various senators like looking around, I think at one point they like really pan in on it. Yeah. But it's just it's really busy. It's brief. But yeah. if you I mean, it takes two seconds to look out there and be like E.T., like galactic senate and you'll see it so it's a real brief like uh, easter egg that uh, we've known for a while yeah um, speaking
1: of, of star wars connections harrison ford actually had a cameo as the school headmaster and they cut it like filmed it it exists somewhere out there but it didn't make the movie
0: so. that would be awesome that would be awesome to see that. Um, and as we mentioned, the reason why is because Melissa Matheson uh, eventually became his wife, so he's probably on set. And they're like, hey, why don't you just... And he he and Spielberg had just finished Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, E.T.'s face was modeled after poet Carl Sandburg, Albert Einstein, and a pug dog.
1: Yes, I had that one too.
0: <laughs> and you so. can see all of them right <laughs> now
1: you're probably like us and you have to go look up what carl, carl sandberg looks like, looks like yeah but as soon as you hear einstein is part of this equation you're like oh yeah i totally yeah. see that is et the first lego master builder like just whipping all that stuff out <laughs> puts it together yes yes sorry i've been playing lots of lego ninjago with my son the last week or so and like all lego games you hang out and you press the a button and they just build right stuff. build stuff yeah yeah like, it's e. T. he was the first one
0: one of the more impressive things is that this is still seventh in total worldwide box office adjusted for inflation Wow! so gone with the wind still holds that record which is crazy to me like uh, the inflation uh, apparently people saw Gone with the wind a lot that's because um, it was the only movie released for like the entire year <laughs> they, just, they just left it oh <laughs> Uh, I saw some weird claim that it that this was the longest running movie and it lasted like a year, but I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't find anything that actually backed that up.
1: I saw that too. It's the longest ever theatrical run for a movie that it was in the yeah. theater for over a year.
0: But. but I I saw a couple of movies that were like thirty seven and forty four weeks, but like I didn't I didn't find anything to corroborate that. So I decided to. Uh, we're we're more our research department will not let these things like slide through. Like we are, we are on the case people. Like you're not getting that lazy stuff here. Uh, Just because somebody said said it somewhere, somehow, some way, the internet is not all true. All right. The last thing I had was uh, according to an interview with um, uh, the actor that plays Michael Robert McNaughton, uh, he explained that the original ending involved a game of Dungeons and Dragons, and the last scene in the movie wasn't supposed to be the scene that ends up in the movie. The last scene was going to be all of the kids playing D&D again, except this time Elliot's the dungeon master. And because he was the one that found E.T., he sort of got in with the group. And so that was supposed to be the final scene. And uh, then they would pan up to the roof and you would see the communicator and it's still working. In other words, Elliot's still in touch with E.T. But after they did everything, like uh, the, the the score, the music, uh, and the way that you saw the spaceship taking off, uh, how can you follow that? I mean, uh, it was a wise choice is what he says. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's pretty great ending. You don't want to mess with that. So, all right. Whose movie is it? Spielberg's. Long Underwear? Long Underwear. <laughs> There is a lot of, uh, of long underwear in this movie, <laughs> especially for for California. Like, Elliot is rocking a, a lot of long underwear. But uh, what about the Speak and Spell? Like, did, it, did anybody think about Speak and Spell after this movie, except those that actually did have Speak and Spells? What's the thing in Toy Story? Is oh, that it is a, Yeah, right? You're, right. Story, you're right. I think
1: Toy Story wins. Because
0: yeah. the Speak it. and Spell actually gets nailed
1: walk you right around walk around and, so. and yeah
0: okay uh spielberg i had spielberg as well <laughs> like there's there's nothing else um you could almost uh we could almost make a a case for our or for the godfather uh, like that this might be like his although it's not
1: it's not his best i mean right this isn't even top five john williams like if you really because
0: like the rest of the pieces and parts like aren't strong enough that like you can kind of slide some stuff around but you're right it's it's spielberg like his he works all of the magic in like somebody tried to rip this off um, and the movie is called Mac and me, and if you've ever watched it, you can see how awful and how bad, like in the wrong hands, like this could the direction that this could go. And the fact that like Spielberg made this like a, uh, or one of the greatest, greatest grossing movies of all time, because he just appealed to all ages, like just says so much about him. I was trying all to right. up.
1: I was trying to read Wikipedia to see if it would tell me how long it was in theaters, but it doesn't.
0: (laughs) All right. So let us know what you think about E.T. Maybe you saw that it was in theaters for 52 weeks and you saw it in the 52nd week. Uh, Maybe in, you've been too scared to watch it since you were a four-year-old <laughs> and you've never seen it again either. Oh. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on uh, uh, the Phileo podcast uh, Facebook page. You can uh, hit us up on Instagram at Phileo podcast, all one word, all lowercase. Or you can email us at Phileo at gmail.com. Great job, buyers. Good brownies.
1: Good brownies.